Um, <clears throat> and uh, so taking your seat with some intentionality. We'll talk a little bit about posture uh, later in the day, but for now, sitting in a uh, balanced and relatively uh, upright posture, unless you are uh, uh, reclining and have uh, permission uh, to lay down. And if you do, uh, also finding a balanced uh, posture, uh, a posture in which you're supported um, by the mat, ground, chair, cushion, bench. Bringing awareness into your own body, the sensing and feeling, the, the whole of your body sitting. Just a gentle invitation to welcome this body as it is. in this moment. (coughs) This attitude of welcoming, of making room, is foundational to our practice here. So aware what it's like to be in a body, to be in this body, just right now. Aware of the body, not as a story or a concept, not as a mental picture, not through memory, but as a a field of energy and sensation that is uh, appearing here and now. Making room for whatever is present in this body, feelings, sensation, emotion, If some state is present or predominant, welcoming uh, even whatever thoughts happen to be uh, passing through the mind. And feeling the contact of your feet on the floor, if you're sitting in a chair, or your legs on the mat, if you're sitting on the floor, your body on the mat if you're laying down.
and feeling the contact of your body in the chair, the cushion, the mat. Letting yourself rest on the ground, be supported by the ground. By the chair, cushion as extensions uh, of the ground. Feeling the touch of the hands, however they are arranged. Letting the hands rest just as they are. Inviting a a softening in the musculature of the body. Feeling and relaxing in, in your feet, in your legs. Softening in your hips and your belly. And sensing and relaxing in the whole span of your back. In the lower back and your middle back and your upper back. Softening, letting go in the muscles of your chest and your shoulders. Letting your shoulders hang. And softening down the arms into your elbows and your forearms. Relaxing into your wrists and your hands. Your fingers and thumbs. Feeling and softening in the neck muscles, the base of the throat, back of the neck. Softening, relaxing in the muscles of your jaw, letting your jaw hang. Letting go throughout the face. Relaxing the muscles around your mouth and your 
cheeks and around your eyes and your forehead. So much of our kind of striving, trying, doing mode manifests as tension in the body and particularly uh, in the face. So letting the face just soften as a gateway, kind of inviting you to rest in being. Being and letting be. Relaxing feeling in the sides of your head and the back of your head. And the top of your head, softening the scalp. And again, sensing the the whole of the body, just a light awareness of the whole body sitting in the whole body sitting. And within the, the field of the body, including in awareness the just the soft flow of sensation that comes with breathing feeling the breath wherever it's at all vivid or available to be felt in the body touch of the air at the nostrils or feeling the chest expanding and softening the belly and gently rising and falling. And perhaps feeling the just the breath in the whole body. The whole body breathing. And inviting your presence, your attention to rest in this body. And tuning to this flow of experience moment by moment. Riding on the waves of the breath. And giving our attention, which is usually hopping from one thought to another, one agenda to another, one 
project to another. A place to rest in this body, a place to land, to abide. With the body as a like an anchor or a support, a home base. Letting just whatever you're feeling in this moment, in this breath, be enough. Feeling the swell of the in-breath. Feeling the the softening, the letting go in the out-breath. And resting with awareness in the the stillness, in the pause in between breaths. And as you sit here inhabiting this breathing body, letting whatever else is happening just happen on its own in the background. Letting sounds come and go on their own in the background. When thoughts arise, just letting them move through on their own. No need to interfere with, push away anything. Other sensations or emotions arise, states, just letting it all happen in the background for now. While letting this body sitting and breathing be center stage in awareness.
And when you wake up to find that you've been lost in some thought world, some story world or memory, see if you can uh, not rush back to your breathing, but take a few moments and just watch the images playing out in your mind or notice what scene is appearing. Listen to the words that are playing or the dialogue. And then gently finding your breathing again. Right here in the midst of whatever's happening. Thoughts are not a problem, they're not an obstacle. Not trying to get rid of them. Letting them flow on their own in the background. When you notice you're lost, just breathing with the thoughts for a few moments before returning more fully to just sensing the body sitting, breathing. Breathing with things as they are. If you need a little more structure, you could feel the beginning, middle, and top of an in-breath. The beginning, middle, and the bottom of an out-breath.
if you get lost in thoughts uh, hundreds of times while you're sitting here, it's more than fine. It means that you're practicing. And you can get happy about these moments of waking up, noticing when you're lost in a, a dream world, a thought world. And gently finding your breathing again, returning to the body. Even if it's just for half a breath.
not leaning forward into what you imagine is next, not hanging on to what has already passed, just being vividly present, yes, with the breath that's arising right now.
So, good morning. So in the, in the instructions uh, this morning, we spent the first part of the sitting just scanning through the body and of uh, sensing and feeling the whole body, relaxing in the body. A very helpful way to begin the sitting, uh, to kind of shift the somatic mode from our usual kind of tense, mobilized, doing activity to, as I said, relaxing into being and being aware. So in the meditation, uh, a different energy and attitude is really helpful rather than kind of trying to do it. Relaxing And then within that relaxation, we are aware with, for now, in this first day of the retreat, this first morning, the sense of the whole body and the felt experience of the body breathing. We give our attention a place to land, to anchor and connect, just in this very immediate and visceral way. So that will be... This is uh, something that's very important in the beginning of a retreat because many of us are coming from a lot of activity and a lot of habitual mental activity. So we tend to live in our thoughts and stories and projects and plans. We're going to live in this world. And so as we enter the retreat, the beginning is a real invitation to settling to arriving, to connecting, just in a very simple way with our own direct experience. It's a different mode than we're often in. So we do that in the sitting meditation, sitting, feeling the body, this tangible aspect of our experience, feeling the body breathing. And he said, stories can come and go in the background, but we're emphasizing this kind of direct sensing. Make sense? And then as we move through the day in these various activities, the invitation is to inhabit your experience in this same way. Inhabiting your senses. 
in this beautiful place and emphasizing this direct sensing, this direct contact with experience. So when you're sitting and looking out at the trees, the stories may appear, but seeing if you can just let what's appearing be seen or felt or heard. So uh, we will, in a few minutes, uh, Kara is going to be introducing the walking meditation. But this very simple connecting is very useful to emphasize in the beginning. So that our mind and body have a chance to settle down a bit. And at first, what you will probably feel is not the settledness. You'll feel how chaotic this is, how much momentum there is. But this returning again and again, a very simple way, tasting your food, sipping your tea, feeling the air on your skin, feeling the ground beneath your feet, uh, again and again and again. Make sense? Saying again and again is right and also wrong because it's always for the first time. We've never experienced this before. So it's, even though we're repeating an instruction, it's always new. So um, I want to just share a few things about the day, how it will unfold and the structure of the retreat. Um, In the afternoon, I'll say over the course of the retreat, you will have uh, a couple of group, small group meetings with a teacher. Okay, so each of you will have one small group with Anushka and one small group with me, and uh, and will alternate be every few days. So some of the groups will begin this afternoon, and uh, and they're posted outside on the bulletin board. So you can check and see if your name uh, is on that list for the afternoon. Uh, This afternoon we're seeing more of the people who are uh, newer to retreat. Okay, Newer. So some of you are not totally new, but newer. Um, And we'll talk a little bit more about the structure uh, uh, of those meetings uh, this afternoon before them. Um, But just logistically, uh, let's see, they are during the uh, 3.30 walking meditation. And, um, and they will be in the two rooms right outside, uh, if you're facing the bathrooms, to the left of the bathroom. So it says room one and two. And I think Anushka is in room, do you remember? I think she's in room two. But it's posted on the sign. And I also want to, so that will be happening. So... Uh, each day you can check and see if your, your name is there. Uh, if it's not there, don't worry, it will be. Okay? Um, also, our uh, wonderful assistants, Victoria and Cara, will be doing uh, sign-up meetings uh, each afternoon in the retreat. I think each of them have four spots in the afternoon. And that is... Uh, if you need any extra support or you're running into some difficulty and it would really be helpful to talk to a teacher about, uh, you can sign up, put your name on one of their lists and meet with them. Uh, and uh, you know, we introduced them both last night, but uh, both are 
experienced practitioners. Both are in the second year of the Spirit Rock teacher training. Uh, done a lot of practice, and I think uh, you find it very valuable to to meet with them. But we also want to ask that you uh, not sign up for a meeting like that just because it'd be really nice to talk to somebody. <laughs> Let's just have a conversation. No, more is if you need a if there's a, a need for some support or something's coming up, and uh, and also to not sign up if you have a group meeting that day. And so you can. Uh, come to your group and bring up whatever topic in the group. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anything else on that that I'm forgetting? Uh, so one, one piece now about just um, the container. Uh, a little bit of, you know, some of you are newer to retreat, so I want to say a few things about hall, meditation hall etiquette. Uh, we really want you to come on time to the sittings. Yeah. Uh, so you could just try to come a few minutes before. There are bells to signal, but uh, also if you need to have a, a watch or something, to, to please come on time to the sittings. Uh, it really has a certain energy to it when we all are here, ready to go. Nowhere. Okay. I'm ready. Where are we going? No, but, but still arriving on time. And that, you know, you can practice with your relationship to that. If you're like on retreat, rushing everywhere to get on time, then you can take a look at that. If you, ha- if you still are a few minutes late, it's okay. You still come in. Okay, but we're, we're asking you to really try to be on time. Um... And also to, to put back, if, you're not, if you have a lot of props that you're not using, if you have any that you're not using, to please put them back in the back of the room because sometimes we run out uh, and sometimes there can be a temptation of like, I don't know how many I will need later, so I'll just have as many as available. So uh, if you have props that you're not using, if you're using them, please use them, then, then to uh, put them back. Um, so we had, uh, <laughs> we asked Victoria and Kara to, to make a list of hall etiquette. And they came up with it. They've all been doing a lot of long retreats, so they had some like more hardcore, hard call etiquette than we'll do. Like they're, uh, that's okay to share, right? Their first one was uh, leaving the hall if necessary, and then it says, comma, don't come back. <laughs> so that, that's like on some of the longer retreats, they ask you to do that, but we don't, we <laughs> you can come back. I told they. I, they said it was okay for me to share that. So, um, you you can still come back. Like if you if you need to leave the hall and something to, to come back, but see if you can take care of your needs before you come into the hall. Like use the bathroom, get some water, so that you can really kind of stay for the duration of the thing. And of course, if you need to leave and you have to leave, and you can come back quietly. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Well, we ask that you only lay down if you have talk to us about it first. So if you have a, a, you know, a need to lay down, you have a, some you know, physical issue that you're dealing with, that's totally fine. But we would like you to uh, talk with us about it too. Because there's some, um, yeah. Uh, standing up is really fine and wonderful. And uh, we will even, I will even teach a little bit of standing meditation. So you're welcome to stand anytime. 
in the hall. Uh, they also have this nice one. Uh, it's okay to, um, where is it? Okay to cough, sneeze, cry. You know, so sometimes people think, oh, I, if I'm coughing, I have to leave. I don't want to disturb somebody. Uh, if I sneeze, I have to leave. Or if I am crying, I don't want to disrupt anybody. Uh, you know, this, you're a human being with a human body. Yeah. So if you're, if you're crying quietly, it's okay to cry. Yeah, that has very, I've cried for, we probably all cried for hours in meditation halls over time. So really, that's really okay. We want you to welcome that and just be present with it. Yeah. And if you're sneezing, we just ask you to do the, um, the vipassana elbow sneeze. You know, to kind of cover fully or uh, just so that you don't, because we want to practice with the way things are, but if you're somebody sneezing on your back of your head, kind of, <laughs> we could avoid that. Um, also, uh, we want to ask that you, um, after we ring the bell at the end of the sitting, that you wait for us to leave before you get up and leave. And that is partly because we have things we have to attend to as part of the retreat, uh, and, and especially when we get the meetings, the group meetings going. So it's very helpful to us if we can leave first and kind of not have to race through the crowd. Uh, okay, so we ask for that too. Um, Oh, then there's another thing here I'll just say very briefly. Uh, it says bowing, and then they put explain. And I didn't ask you guys what you meant by that, but uh, I, want, I just want to say, you know, there is, some, some, there is a tradition of bowing in some of the Buddhist uh, tradition, and that is completely optional. You, know, so you, don't, this is not, you don't have to sign up to bow just because other people are bowing. You don't have to feel like peer pressure or something like that. That's not necessary for the practice to do bowing, yeah. And it can be a beautiful gesture, sometimes like honoring of the tradition. So that's a, something that's very optional, but it's nice to mention so that you don't feel like, oh, I, I don't know what that means. I'm not, not necessarily signed up for it. I don't have a relationship to it. It's very, really fine. Um, make sense? Uh, so we have a wonderful day uh, here. And uh, now I'm going to turn it over to Kara to, to introduce this very fundamental part of our practice with the walking meditation. Thanks, Will. Uh, can everyone hear me? Is this loud enough? Should I? Louder. How about that? Still quiet? Good? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Good. Thumbs down. Yeah, anyway. Uh, how's that? Okay, great. Um, hmm. Can I just get a show of hands of how many people have never done walking meditation before? Okay, a handful. Okay, thank you. Um, so, uh, walking meditation is something that you'll see on the schedule we do between the sitting meditations. And 
um, it's maybe easy to think like, oh, we just, you know, can't sit for four hours in a row, so we put these like walking meditations in between, but sitting's like where it's at. Um, <laughs> but that's not the case. And actually, walking meditation can be a really, really deep practice in and of itself. And and for me, I know that in my practice, it's been really, really influential in bringing my practice into everyday life. Because there's a tendency, especially for me, to be, you know, like, oh, the sitting meditation is done, and all right, I'm like ready to go, and it's not. And then I go live my life, you know, in, in my daily life when I sit in the morning. I The bell rings, and then I'm just off. So with with walking meditation, there's this really intentional thing with it that makes us bring it off the cushion. And so you can start walking meditation as soon as the bell rings. And you can start by noticing your intention to stand and noticing what it feels like in your body to stand up. So we have all this body awareness when we're sitting, but then when we start to move, can we continue to be embodied? Can we keep that inner awareness and not be running ahead of ourselves? So right now, um, we're all just going to practice just a really brief standing meditation. And I want you to notice what it feels like to be sitting right now in your body. And then we're all going to move to standing. So notice your intention to stand. Notice the movement. See if you can stay in your body. Maybe notice the, the uh, tendency to go ahead of yourself. You know, to be just move through that. Really, we, we're so used to doing that. We're, we do that a lot. But can you really be there for it when you're, when you're moving and rising? And start to notice the nuances of that, that we, you know, that motion that we do so rotely. Can you, um, can you be there for it and notice new things about that? Notice all the things that um, we do subconsciously. It's a really complicated thing, actually, to go from standing to sitting, from sitting to standing. And there's a lot of muscles involved. So let's just sit for you know, 10 seconds just sitting and being aware in our bodies. Notice what's, what's here now. Just slowly on your own time move from sitting to standing and just notice what all the different changes that happen in your body as you do so. So we're in this new posture now. And the physical orientation of the body is different, but we can still be aware in the same way that we were aware when we were sitting. You can notice how the blood is flowing differently, how the breath feels now, how the legs feel. 
And now we'll, we can all slowly shift our weight to the right and just notice the activation of the muscles in your right leg. Just feeling, you can keep your eyes open or closed. Just feeling that, There's some heat rising. Seeing if you can relax in this position and just use the muscles that are needed for it. Staying really centered. And then we'll shift to the left slowly. Noticing all the changes within that happen. It's really simply staying embodied. You'll notice your mind doing different things, thinking different thoughts, just coming back to the physicality of this. Okay, and then coming back to center. Okay, and then really slowly we'll, we'll just sit right back down again, noticing and feeling as we do so. You know, maybe there's an impulse to sit down quickly, just noticing that, being really gentle with yourself. So with walking meditation, um, that's basically the beginning of it. You know, you start in standing. You find a place to walk, and this is. There are many different ways to do this practice, but the form that we use here for this. Um, is um, we find a, a spot that's maybe 10 or 15 paces and just walk back and forth along the path. And so you can walk at um, a regular pace to start out. So I'm just sensing the sensations in my legs and my feet as I do that. I'm not going anywhere. Which is great because you can really notice the tendency of the mind to like, oh, I want to get somewhere because we're so used to trying to get somewhere and we're used to being outside of ourselves and kind of launching ahead. And we don't need to do that for this practice There's no because there's no purpose. And it looks kind of weird. We'll all look like some zombies walking around and... Not, we're not a cult, so <laughs> even though it looks like that, um, and and if it feels right for you, you can you can do it really slowly too. Some people like to do really slow walking meditation, and that helps support them staying present with those sensations. Um, and the last thing I'll say about walking meditation is just um, there's a lot more stimulation happening in walking meditation. You know, there's a lot of sights to see, sounds to hear the wind, the elements, if you're outside. And so it's okay to enjoy it. It's really good to enjoy it. If you notice something that distracts you or pulls your attention, you notice something beautiful, it's okay to stop and be with that for a few breaths in the same way that you, you stop when you notice a thought and you just are with the thought for a few moments before coming back to the breath. So let it be kind of a light 
activity for you. So areas to walk. There's a downstairs walking room, and if you go out the door here and then go down the stairs right there, you'll get to that walk lower walking room. There's a upper walking room. If you go up the stairs over there, there's it's right there. And um, tra there's this you know court courtyard area over here, and then there are trails all around. You could walk on the trails. Um, and if it's raining, which it might be raining this week, you can also use the hallways and the dorms. There might not be enough indoor spaces for everyone. Um, and that's, I think that's it. Is there anything I, I should add? Okay. Just say if, um, if, if, you know, walking is not, you know, if you don't, if walking is hard for you or balance is hard or, um, you know, you can modify this. You you can lay down, uh, or you can you know you can do in a wheelchair. You could do you know scootering back. The idea is the continuity of awareness. So it's not even though we're calling it walking meditation, uh, and it is right. But the underlying feature of it is this continuity of awareness. So I just want to mention that part in case walking uh, is not an option. Um, and that doesn't mean that what you're doing is second best in any way, just as walking is not second best to sitting. These are all forms for cultivating uh, presence and awareness. And so it's not about the form, even though the form is, is powerful. Thanks, Well, Okay, so we'll have about 35 minutes or so. We'll come back here at 1045 and there will be a bell. Thanks. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.